0: Here at the Chamber, we love Natchitoches. Meat pies, steel magnolias, Christmas lights, they're all signature to our historic town. But you know what really makes Natchitoches special? The amazing people who choose to live and work right here. And that's who we're going to talk to. I'll give you the highlights of what's going on in town, and then we'll take a minute to chat with some of our favorite people. These are the folks who are actively working toward making Natchitoches a thriving community and they've got some cool things to share with you. And who am I? I'm your host, Mags, the Marketing Director at the Natchitoches Area Chamber of Commerce. Hey everyone, Mags here. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to run through a couple of quick chamber announcements. Upcoming on the Chamber event calendar, we have the Natchitoches Young Professionals Pub Crawl on February 27th. This pub crawl is going to be amazing and look a little bit different than you may remember it. In addition to the restaurants who are going to be participating and offering deals and all sorts of exciting games and the poker run, we're also going to have several of our downtown members who are participating and offering specials and deals on their merchandise and at their stores. Definitely check out the full list of all of the businesses who will be participating at nyppubcrawl.eventbrite.com. Also upcoming on the chamber calendar is the Picnic in the Park. This is a new version of our chamber monthly membership luncheons. City Park has the built-in amphitheater seating And will allow for all of our event participants to sit in the amphitheater and hear from our guest speaker, who our first guest speaker is a very familiar face that many of you have seen before. He is Stephen Wagaspek, the Louisiana Association of Business and Industry president. We're so excited to hear from Mr. Wagaspek on the upcoming session and what key business issues we should all be paying attention to. To register for this event, visit Natchitocheschamber.com event. Also upcoming on the Chamber event calendar is the Home and Garden Expo. The Home and Garden Expo will be taking place this year on Saturday, March 27th. That's the last Saturday in March. We have just opened up vendor and sponsor registration. So if you're interested in becoming a vendor or a sponsor, you can visit Natchitocheshomeandgarden.com. All right, now let's jump into today's episode. In today's episode of Chamber Chat, I got to sit down with the president and COO of Royo Martin, Mr. Scott Poole. We sat down to talk because I was really curious about the role that Royo Martin plays in our local economy as a major employer and also a leader in the manufacturing industry. And I also wanted to talk to him about the challenges and opportunities of a career in manufacturing and why he chose a career in manufacturing and how that's had an impact on his life i think it's a note to mention that he is the highest ranked employee at royal martin that is not a family member this man worked his way up from entry level all the way up to the top Um, and he's just such a cool human being so i'm really excited to share this interview today with you all and let's get started Hey everyone, Mags here. Today I am joined by my third podcast guest of Season 2, Mr. Scott Poole, President and COO at Roy O. Martin. Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you, Maggie. Glad to be here. (laughs) So, I want to jump right in. Can you tell me a little bit about Roy O. Martin and the role that you play in the local economy?
1: Sure thing. Uh, Most everybody knows that we've got about 1,200 employees uh, total uh, here in Central Louisiana and East Texas. Um, So uh, that's certainly a large part of our local uh, culture and economy. We're also a large landowner. we have Walmart right now on somewhere around 550,000 acres all right here in Louisiana. Uh, We've got here in our state and specifically in the central region of our state we have two of the largest wood product manufacturing plants in North America Uh, plus uh, we've just built a new facility in East Texas all told we produce about 10% of the plywood and OSB oriented strand board is manufactured in the country so we're you know we're a large player in a small region I guess you could describe us as such but uh, you know, all of the all the land that we have and the products that we produce are all FSC certified which is a sustainable certification body that looks at our social environmental and economic impacts that we have in our community and determines um, whether or not we meet those criteria the threshold of those criteria so we're very proud of that and and offer all of our products FSC certified um, other areas in our community that that we're involved in we're so a lot of, probably a lot of you listeners are familiar with our hunting clubs. Uh, a lot of hunters out there in Louisiana, we've got over 1,200 hunting clubs that we manage uh, throughout the state. Um, we are a significant player in the oil and gas exploration and development, particularly in the Hainesville Shale. Uh, we offer our private timber management to private landowners across the state. We have a division that focuses strictly on that. Um, uh, we've been in real estate development for many, many years with subdivisions, both commercial and residential uh, development projects. Um, uh, and we run the Martin Foundation, which distributes well over a million dollars a year right here in, in central part of our state to needy organizations and families. Uh, we're also a benefits provider. You know, i mentioned our 1,200 employees that we have, uh, that brings along a lot of benefits, uh, including, uh, 401k match up to 4% of our wages. We have a self-insured insurance program. We have our own clinic. Uh, We have our own doctors. We have our own pharmacy, our own nurses, our own pharmacists. We take care of our folk uh, to try to avoid the high cost of health care, which most people, I'm sure, can relate to. We also uh, distribute profits to our employees each year, and this year is one of the best years we've had. We're going to distribute uh, well over $20 million back to our employees. So you can do the math on that. $20 million distributed over 1,200 employees. Wow. Uh, it's pre- pretty good profit distribution. Uh, you know, we're a big taxpayer. You know, we're we're uh, in Natchitoches Parish alone. We pay over $3 million a year in, in property taxes. and um, We're paying well over half a, half a million, about $600,000 a year in severance tax on about a million tons of wood that's harvested in the parish. Um, you know, if you look just at our Chopin plant, our plywood plant there in Aquities Parish, we have well over $30 million in salaries, and uh, that's that's a big impact. You know, you have, for every one employee, you you, you have multiple service employees in our community that... Support our facilities, so uh, that that grows exponentially throughout the parish. And another benefit that we provide for our employees, that not many people know, is is that we send uh, all the children of our employees to college tuition free. So they get to go to a public
0: university. The company picks up the bill for yeah. children's
1: tuition. So a lot of that is going to uh, a lot of that is going to Northwestern right there in that is We have, I think, uh, just over a hundred children of our employees right
0: now enrolled in, in college who are paying for that tuition. So that's incredible. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: So you know, if you if you look at that and that impact across the community, it, we're we're a pretty significant player, I'd say, in in, in, in uh, the central part
0: of our state. Absolutely. I I didn't know a lot of that actually. Um. So, you have 1,200 employees. Um, when you started out at the company, how many years ago was it that you started out?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that kind of it tells my age. I started out about 35 years ago with the company in a little community called LeMoyne, Louisiana, south of Bunky. We had an OSB plant in hardwood Sawmill uh, at that time, and, and that pretty well was the breadth of our manufacturing facilities. And, we had, I think, somewhere around five or six hundred employees total. If you put them, put them
0: all together. Mm-hmm. Wow, so a lot of growth. Um, that's amazing. So, why did you choose to start working with Roy O. Martin when you got out of college?
1: Well, you know, the quick answer is I needed a job. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, I, Roy Martin had uh, was at the time. Fairly unique in that um, my my degree was in forestry, uh, business management in forestry from Louisiana Tech, and and um, and work going to work in this industry in the timber industry and timber in timber management and manufacturing. It was sort of unique in that our company had both a land base. With sustainable forestry management practices in place and we also had the manufacturing conversion facilities that produce the finished goods so you know it was kind of a wide open opportunity to work in both manufacturing um, really you know to get a good purview of sales and, and process management all that and and also uh, uh, timber management sustainable timber timberland management so it was a lot of opportunities in the company, and, and they had been around at that time for about uh, well, 65 years or so. We're about to celebrate, by the way, 100 years in business. Oh, awesome. And, um, yeah, we started in 1923. Uh, so anyway, <clears throat> you know, they, they, it had a solid track record. They were well, you know, engrossed in our community and um, involved in, in so many different civic um um activities and causes and and so you know it was kind of a holistic approach to being in a community when you work for Royal Martin you know you're not just managing timber or manufacturing but you're also committed to a community service and and I thought it you know it was just a well-rounded company managed by a strong uh, Christian uh, uh, based family and 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 held tightly to that still was still privately owned by the same family we were then, and, and, uh, which I thought was a strong foundation. And so, anyway, that helped me make my decision and reassured me that I was in the right place as time went on.
0: Absolutely. So, over the last couple of decades, what would you say your most rewarding and most challenging experiences have been in your role, or I guess in your changing roles at the company?
1: Yeah, wow. That's, that's <laughs> a great question. Kind of a broad question, but I can tell you, mostly, uh, my, you know, my most rewarding uh, experiences, I believe, is, is watching our people in the company grow. You know, having the opportunity myself to grow, to look around and seeing uh, what our people are doing now, and, and the systems that we have in place to encourage that. I mean, we we put in a, a system called PKS. It's called it's that stands for Pay for Knowledge and Skills. And the idea is, is that we put our employees in control of their growth in our and So the more they learn, the more valuable they are to the company and the more uh, they can earn. So basically they're, they're, they they set the line of sight for themselves. They're in charge. Of it. They, 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 they learn and, and acquire skill sets and, and become much more valuable to to the company and therefore the company recognizes that in compensation adjustments for for the employees so that quote uh, you know is 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 an enabler and and it's putting our employees in charge of what they become and that's that's totally different than the management styles that we see in a lot of companies uh, in our industry even or outside our industry and then in, you know, from times past where it was more almost militaristic rather than self-directed. So we, we've, we've come a long way in, in developing our internal uh, opportunities for our people and putting them at the wheel. Uh, another one is our woodworks program that helps our people grow. We, you know, we've got that. And I think right now we're somewhere around 18 different high schools throughout the state. Uh, 200 young men and women are in that program and it's designed particularly for juniors and seniors in our high schools and it enables those uh, young uh, men and women to to, to learn some, some employability skills, some manufacturing opportunities, some developmental opportunities in manufacturing, you know everything from safety to process management, uh, they learn about sales, they learn about forestry, they learn about a lot of different uh, venues in our organization. And so when they get out, we couple that with uh, a further training and development program to our community college. The Central Louisiana Technical Community College is is, um, partnered with us to take those young men and women and give them further instructions. And and then it's sort of a quasi internship where they work for us for a period of time and they they go to school for a period of time. And then after uh, so many weeks, they they gradually work into a full-time uh into and a full-time employee for us so again those are just two of many 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 programs we've got and that that's only really that last is an onboarding program but we've got many many developmental programs for our people once they're employed full-time with us and um and we you know we lean on and leverage our local good universities and community colleges to do that. And so uh, to me, that, I think the, 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 the growth that we've had in that arena is probably the most impressive. We can look at the technical advances we made at our mills, which is second to none. The way we recapitalize our facilities is is really just stellar. We, we stay right at the, you know, the cutting edge of technology in these plants, and we developed a wonderful employ, employee uh employee environment for uh, our workers but, but seeing them grow and develop and, and, and take control of their future has really been quite a blessing. Um, from a challenging standpoint you know uh, I, I think it's really the same it's the same story but the opposite side you know we have a degree or a percentage of our uh, of our uh, population. That lack critical skills. Um, you know, they're almost unemployable. Uh, uh, everything, ranging from from um, you know the, the the persistent drug issues that we see in our communities to um, you know the lack of uh, of developmental skills, or technical skills that that we need in, in today's manufacturing environment. That's a, that's, a, that's a gap that we've got to address. And, 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 and I mentioned our community college <clears throat> earlier and the advanced uh, manufacturing, manufacturing programs at, at, at Northwestern. Those are just a, a couple of examples of where we need to go, where we really need to focus because there's a huge segment of our graduating uh, young men and women in our high schools who, who aren't going to college. They're just not necessarily uh, either ready for college or they don't want to go to school or they have other plans. And and these are great uh, high-wage jobs that they can acquire if, you know, they can, they can get if they, they acquire the right skill set. So we've got to focus on that, I think, in our community. And I think it's one of the biggest uh, challenges that face us all, uh, not just Royal Martin and, and our plants, but every, every employer in this community
0: absolutely and I'm, I'm so glad you touched on that too because I also wanted to ask you I heard that you teach emotional intelligence to your employees which you don't often hear of employers that teach that skill so I really wanted to get your take on why that's a valuable skill and why you choose to teach it yeah um, that's kind of sort of unique I know and, and, and
1: it's something that you may not expect to hear out of a out of a timber company or wood products manufacturing facilities, but look, we understand, and it's no more prevalent than the day with COVID. Uh, employees come to work with lots of issues. Managers come to work with lots of issues. Executives come to work with lots of issues. You know, uh, you don't just. You know, drive up to a facility or to your workplace, and you leave that stuff behind. You, it, it just, it just doesn't happen. And so, we find ourselves with a lot of anxiety in our workplace. COVID-19 right now is just, you know, is amplified that throughout all of our facilities and all of our plants, and, and all of our employees are concerned, rightfully so, about their health and well-being of not just themselves, but their their families and their Mom and dad, and and the people in the community, and their and their coworkers. That's a huge toll on on emotionally on our workforce, and we have to recognize that. You know, even uh, issues that you know, family issues that you, you you don't separate from that. So, how do we contend and how do we manage through that? And and our emotional intelligence program is designed to do just that. It's to, to understand that we. We have those anxieties, and we have those those stress points, and those challenges. And how do we how do how do we as leaders and managers and supervisors how do we how do we work through that? How do we recognize it, but yet you know we we we're able to help one another through these situations. And and I believe it builds a relationship with the employees. It strengthens the ties between uh, a company and. Or, or or a manager or a supervisor and their reports and and um you know someone once told me i think um uh, uh, i'm trying to think if it wasn't uh, uh you know a lesson from john maxwell that said you got to get someone's heart before you get their head and i think that's so true i believe you've got to you have to establish a strong relationship with the people around you in order to have a I mean, you got to have a fulfilling professional life, and 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 I think emotional health is a great part of that. And and, and, and I can tell you something else, just looking from a from a, a statistical standpoint. Uh, if I'm looking at someone's emotional intelligence, the, the degree of their emotional awareness and development, that gives me a strong indication of whether or not you're going to be successful in an organization. Uh, If I just measured someone's IQ, for example, it's less than a 10% predictability of the value of less than than 10% of of whether or not that that individual is gonna be successful in any given workplace, in any given workstation or position. But if I measure their emotional quotient and and their degree of emotional maturity, I can predict it greater than 50% of the time. So it's a strong tool for us really to match people to certain roles and levels of roles in the an organization and, and where they can focus in their professional growth plan
0: absolutely and you've talked a lot throughout this throughout employability I guess you would say and and how y'all train employees so I'm kind of curious what would you say to a young person or anyone who is listening to this podcast and thinking about Going into manufacturing, what advice would you give them?
1: Well, it's it's a wonderful field. You know, I think a lot of folks consider manufacturing as you know something back in the fifties and sixties. You know, it's it's just not that way anymore. These jobs are high tech jobs. They are, are, you know, we're talking about programmable logic. And we're talking about human machine interface systems, and and and, and most uh, most all of our machine centers right now are, are all hands off machine centers. I mean, they're they're very remote, and we, we have a lot of smart systems throughout our and smart smartly controlled uh, 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 production points, if you will, throughout the plant. So uh, it ain't what it used to be. It's a it's a it's a high tech. Uh, 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 great pain, great benefit uh, opportunity for a, a long-term professional career. So, you know, focus on, you know, if, you, if, 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 if I wanted to give them advice, uh, get involved and, and, and learn skill sets that are, are valuable to employers in your community and wherever you go. And a lot of those are, are transferable and they're very common. Uh, and uh, and you have to understand it that that, that uh, some facilities like ours, you know, it's a twenty four seven facility. We we manufacture all day long, um, all week long, and and so think about those roles and and the versatility that's required in those. And 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 although it seems odd, maybe at first when you start in a shift role or you start working nights versus days, and and, and, and altering those. It, it provides a, a unique dynamic that uh, I think uh, gives you a more opportunity to succeed because you get engaged, and involved in different areas of the facility at different times with different lead people and supervisors. And uh, so, don't be afraid of it. It's, it's really opportunistic. I guess is, is my first bit of advice. And 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 second, um, you know, uh, it's kind of a tough, tough. Saying you got to give up to go to to go up is really true. If you want to grow in in, in a leadership role, or if you want to become a leader, in, in, and it's the same thing in your community, in your home, or at work, you've got to make you got to be willing to make a degree of, of sacrifice in order to improve and to get better into uh, to grow. It's not easy, and it's not easy anywhere you go, but. It certainly is rewarding, and particularly when you get the benefits of a, a strong company like Walmart and when you can participate in the profits of a company like ours. And, and you can look at a career 20, 30, 40 years out and, and know that, you know, you can support your family and, 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 you know, be influential not only at work but also in your community when you, when you attach to the right organization.
0: I love that. Well, there's just one final question that I like to always ask all of my podcast guests, Scott. It you may have heard, <laughs> it is, what do you love most about Knackfish?
1: <laughs> Let me tell you, I love, I love walking downtown with my family, and they all enjoy it. And and I know probably everybody's got like answers but man christmas time in natchitoches is unlike anything anywhere it is such a jewel and to be able to have that cultural experience steeped in history but yet with uh, things like live music and entertainment you know you've got that beautiful mix of, of forward thinking uh folk like you've got the chamber who's developing new businesses and and encouraging uh, new entrepreneurs across that city—it's just really a wonderful mix right now, and, and and a great time I think in the growth of Natchitoches. And to be able to come and visit—it's just—it's just, it's just a, a great experience. And so, uh, we recently, my my whole family—we were up at Christmas time, and, I, and 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 albeit a limited opportunity due to COVID, but we man, we got to eat, eat in restaurants and shop and still. You'll see the lights and experience that. And it's just, there's no place that I've found in Louisiana and maybe even across the South that has that unique cultural blend that you've got in Natchitoches and, and worked so hard, so hard to, to show, showcase
0: that at that time of year. So that that's what I really like about Natchitoches. That's a great answer. Scott, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Um, we really appreciate you. Maggie, it's a pleasure to be with you, and uh, thank you for inviting me. And that's all we have for you today, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Chamber Chat. If you'd like to learn more about Royo Martin, or if you'd like to apply for open positions, visit royomartin.com. If you're interested in featuring your business on Chamber Chat, visit chamber chamberchat for a full list of sponsorship opportunities. If you enjoyed today's episode of Chamber Chat, please give us a review and don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.